Trump was sent by God to fight the reptilian people who are drinking the blood of babies to stay forever young. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. Monroe. Sans Monroe. Sans Monroe. I'm joined for the second week in a row by my muscular, beautiful friend, Olaf. Tight. Tight. Thick. Thick. Solid. Are those the three, if you had to pick three adjectives to describe yourself? Yeah. Tight, thick, and solid? Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's the, I can't think of a better combination that's of three disgusting. words. Disgusting. How would you describe Guillaume? I describe him as delightful yeah beautiful yeah and rotund jesus that's not nice and me you skinny drug addict fuck okay <laughs> nice i don't really want to talk to you anymore so let's call guillon so yeah, i can minimize my interaction with you yeah okay cool, cool. nice let's call guillon guillon's phone i'm sorry what who the fuck is this this is Gullion's phone. Who's this? Wait, it's actually the phone? Of Gullion's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Okay, well. I mean, I'm picking up the phone for Gullion, and so I say Gullion's phone. Oh, I thought this was like a chat GPT integration thing where literally we to were Gullion's speaking phone. to the phone. That's, no. Oh, okay. But do you want to talk to Gullion? I think so. Let, let yeah, me, but you let stay me have on. the phone. Yeah, but you, let, let me have the phone, stay. Matt. Let me have the phone. Hold on. Hold on, he wants to talk to you guys, I guess. Oh, nice. Are you again calling me? Hey, what's up, Guillaume? Hey. It's your scheduled weekly call for calling Monroe. Did you forget? Yes. Nice. Yeah, cool. I, I think the, the good people are wondering, because you are so... How should we just... Schweimhuis. <laughs> You're so up in the sky with your little noodle, if you will. Yes. Do you have memory problems or is it just sort of like a facet of your of your personality that you're you are like this? I think I don't know. Both I think it's all an act. And I, I think he knows what he I think he's lucid most of the time. Oh, I don't know. I think I might have some memory problems. But... I think you might be like ADHD. Do you think do you agree with this? I could be, but it is a symptom of my condition to have a memory problems. Short-term, uh, short-term memory problems. Well, do you remember who answered your goddamn phone? Yeah. Who is this man pretending to be your phone? It, it's Matthew. It makes no sense. Matthew. 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 Canelli. Mm -hmm. yes. Oh, what's up, Matthew? Hello. What's up? Who are you? Uh, I'm just this guy, you know. What's your What's your occupation? My occupation. Well, I am an executive assistant. Where? For Gullion. Of Gullion. Well, uh, yeah. Well, so I, I I live in Iceland, and I got a job working with Gudjon, and I am an executive assistant. Is what I like to tell people that I do for work. I think that makes sense. He basically answers my phone. I answer his phone. I schedule his appointments. I yeah. Okay. So were you aware of this appointment? 
I mean, he was talking to me about it and I didn't understand what was going to happen. And then he was like, we have to get set up. And, uh, and, and then the phone rang and then he started that, the old, good old setup you do every night. Basically every you're night. Just in yeah. a phone, Matt. Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, we're just on a phone. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Damn right. Exactly. Damn right. Don't break the fourth wall, Matt. Sorry. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> You've said you work both with and for Gwydion. Which is it? It's a combination of both, I think. Because Guzion's kind of bossy. Amen. But then there's other stuff that we, like, I feel like there's working with, but he does have a team of people that he works with and who work for him. You know. How many people? Hmm. Right now, I think it's like six. Yeah, six or seven. Six or seven people. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Wait, Guzion, do, do you have a company? Like, are you a registered company? Yes, yes. I am. What's the name of the company? It's a good Guzion. Guillon Solutions? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, cool. So what what does your job entail, Matt? Well, so I come to work and basically I am Guillon's right and left hand. And um, so it could be basically anything. Uh, it's just uh, I'm helping Guillon just get stuff done in his life, uh, travel to work with him. I take care of stuff around it's kind of a little bit like being a um a butler a little mm. there's a little bit mm. of that component to it on one hand a little bit of buttering yeah a little bit of a butlering sort what of job cook i basically refuse to cook unless Guillon tells me that i have to and then i fight the whole time so that's not really refusing if nah, you just, refuse unless he tells you you have to and then you do it yeah, that's I mean, not like refusing it's not really <laughs> refusing i guess it's more of like a slow walk. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. I uh, when I try to put the harness on my dog. She really tries to make it not happen, but we all know it's happening. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have a say in the matter. No, but she still doesn't want to. No, and she makes that's, it clear. That's basically the only place that I sort of, with this job, that I sort of balk is anytime that there's there's like kitchen time. It's not my... You can make sandwich. I'm pretty good at making a sandwich. I can make a pretty good, a mean George Foreman grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, pretty good at that. Those are the best. Yeah. By the way, George Foreman, if you want to sponsor mm-hmm. us. Yeah, George, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. Could you, would you guys change the uh, the name from Calling Monroe to Calling George Foreman? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, think we, I, think, I think we would, yeah. I, think I mean, he fair. could be so proud of it. He, he would could be. His name on it. Yeah. But he'd have to be on the podcast every week, though. You'd have to call him. Well, yeah. no, because we're they... called calling Monroe. We don't fucking call Monroe anymore. No, you call him Monroe Luff. Yeah, so we might as well just call it fucking calling <laughs> George Foreman and just... <laughs> calling just George Foreman? And it'd, just be, never it'd be fun him. if he picked up at least once. He has to pick up once. Yeah. Speaking part of, of... It's part of the contract. Speaking of butlering. Mm-hmm. Butlering, yes. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So you say the only bit you balk at is, is the cooking, mm-hmm. but... My immediate thought would be the thing that I would least enjoy is the the other side of the cooking spectrum, if you will. Mm. The the ultimate destination. <clears throat> the pooping, all right, all right. If okay, you will. so 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 I used to be when I lived in the States for a very long time, I was a special education teacher and I worked with kids uh, throughout the years that I worked like all different grade levels up through high school and Basically, in that job in the States, you see and do everything. 
And so there's nothing, there's basically nothing a human body can do that grosses me out. And so, although there's that we have systems in place and stuff to make that a lot easier here, um, it's not, it's like, that's just not even something that. It doesn't even like register. It's not even. Nah, it doesn't even register. I mean, Guillaume, stop drinking. That's got to be a, because the the times when I would least like to wipe my to be the person who wipes me uh-huh. is the day after I've been drinking. Uh-huh. So I assume that you're at least a little bit happy with this decision of his. I mean, it didn't bother me that Guillaume drank. I'm talking about the the poops specifically. Oh well, <laughs> he likes it. He always talks about. Yes, who likes it? Ragnar. The poop. Oh, Ragnar likes the poop. Uh, yeah. I don't like the okay. poop. I hate yes. pooping. That's that's not yes. true. I'd pay a substantial <laughs> amount of money if I never had to poop again. This is actually something that, that kind of weirds me out. So Ole, if we're just going to lean mm-hmm. into this whole poop thing, god damn it. You, you mm-hmm. started this and you've insisted on it. Fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. You would mm-hmm. prefer to not ever do it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I would pay a substantial amount of money right now. To never to, have to. To never have to poop again. You don't enjoy it a little bit? Nope. But when you really must have to go and you go. Yeah, but that's just, I mean, that's, I, I never mean, want to have to go. Thing is, I understand. So when you really have to go and you go, it's nice, but it's a solution to a problem you wish you never had in the first place. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you'd rather or, just but not you, have you're, to. you're fine with peeing. Yeah, but I mean, if that were also part of the deal, I'd, I'd sign it. How much would you pay? Oof. <laughs> I mean, just going by hours spent. Mm. <laughs> and I, ha- I mean, I have, to cal- I have to calculate it forward, adjusting for inflation and so forth. Yeah. I think it's in the tens of thousands of dollars. That you would pay? Yeah. I would not. I would rather buy myself anything else for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is a good product. I mean, it's the same with eating, right? I would not hesitate to sign a contract stipulating that I would, I could, but I would never have to eat again. Yeah, I feel you. I get that. But what if you could never eat again? Yeah, I can't ever eat again. Yeah. But I also won't have to, and my nutrition, my nutritional balance or whatever is going to be perfect from here on. So I don't even have to drink water. So you would be fine if you were perfectly fine all the time, but you were never allowed to eat or drink anything. I'd sign that contract in a heartbeat. Damn. Imagine what? the time saved. Yeah, but the enjoyment, bro. You're such an android. What about you guys? Would you would you take this deal? Oh, no. Not the no, food. We don't have food. I would take it. I would take it if the choice. Eating is eating is not like something that I really. I mean, care about so much drink like drinking. However, I kind of I don't mind. Uh, you'd I like miss that beer, right? Well, I don't really like beer. I would miss Jack and Coke. Yeah, yeah. That's something you have to give up in order to sign this contract. Yeah, there's no can. consuming liquids or foods. You I die guess. if you if you get one. If you drink, mm, I mean, your whole family dies. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't think I would sign that contract because no? pooping doesn't bother me so bad. Although pooping in Iceland is harder than it is in the United States. That's the that one can't be true. That's the one drawback you have for to me elaborate. living here. No. How in the you fuck guys, is it in harder? In the United States you can't Listen. even flush your toilet paper depending on where you are. That's a Well, that's situation. That, that, I mean, that's if you're in the White House, I think, which oh. I am typically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I think we all are in the White House. I um no, pooping here is harder because I the t- because of the time difference. What? <laughs> what on what? earth are you talking I about? You live there. <laughs> is your like internal clock? Your poop I clock? I feel like set yeah. To my US poop clock time? is my poop. My poop clock is on Seattle time. Mm-hmm. So you're just getting up in the middle of the night? No, I'm not getting up in the middle of the night. And if you want to lean in further, we can. But 
We don't have to. But we will. But I'd it just rather. It's harder here to poop. It, it's harder to poop here in Iceland than it is in the United States. Is it because the water's so hard? I. <laughs> is that what it is? It's so. Is, so the, is the water the here? Water? Is the water here hard? Is that why? I believe it is. No, is it? Is it? Isn't it hard here in Denmark? So it depends on the amount of minerals in it. Yeah, that makes and it I harder thought, to poop. Well, no. I mean, I, I guess you could see. I mean, I guess you could imagine that if you ate a bunch of calcium powder, that you'd be pooping pellets. Wait, is there calcium powder in the water here? There's, I mean, there's, there's like fluoride in the water in the states. Maybe that helps there, me poop. There's fluoride everywhere. It gives you GI distress. All Western countries have fluoride in Wait, their does, drinking water. Iceland doesn't have fluoride in their water. Yeah, it does. I think, doesn't I it? think they do. I think they no, absolutely do. I don't think it's they like do. one of the Blue top. It's it one of the cavities. Yeah, it's one of like the major successes of preventative medicine. Mm, does Iceland have gudion? I don't. Know. I feel like my wife, who I knows these things, wasn't. told me that told me that there's no fluoride in the water in Iceland hmm. because the water does not go through treatment. It, it does. It definitely does. Yeah, does I, it? I'm googling oh. it, and apparently, it does have fluoride. Yeah. My yeah. wife's a liar. Wait, no. Wait. Mm-hmm. She's Flora, not a liar. Fluoride is, is not added to water slash milk slash drinks in Iceland. Uh, but so why you, not? I don't know. That's weird. I've got a lobby for this. No, don't. Because fluoride. Well, maybe actually you should because then my poop might be better. Yeah. Yeah. Fluoride it's not is a mineral. So don't tell me you're one of these uh, fluoride is a mind control substance, boys. It is. It is. You didn't know that. Uh. So we do. We I know, know, I know that- it's not that. Mm, yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> so, what kind of mind control specifically? Well, so when you aren't on fluoride, you don't doubt that fluoride is a mind control. Oh shit! Oh wow! Yeah. So that's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. So it's fully tautological. That's yeah. a big word. It's just revolves around itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they put fluoride in the drinking water to make people accept fluoride in the drinking water. <laughs> Seems that reasonable. That makes sense, right? It does. It does. It actually makes <laughs> <Yes>. sense. <laughs> now that I think about it, actually, fuck <laughs> me. Yeah. I can't believe I've been this stupid. Yeah, we both live here. We both want fluoride. Um, yeah, but I they mean, both live in Iceland, and neither of them wants fluoride. It I all mean, makes sense. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. So a man of such great intellect what is your what is your education slash experience mm, well so i have a lot i'm old so i have many experiences um but mm. i you am, look by the way you look like you could be anywhere between 30 and 50 something you're, mm. you're in that like generic adult age but you mm. also look like you should be in a relatively successful yet slightly indie uh, rock band. Yeah, you wouldn't be misplaced as the bassist in Radiohead, for example. Wait, is that good? But they're uh, they're British, though. Mm. Yeah, but he could pass as British. Yeah, he, he is part Irish. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, but, 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 but. are you part Irish or are, is this that American thing where you're like, I'm sixteen percent Polish? Mm, no. So I'm, how do you? Okay, so yeah, this is annoying. This is a, this is Icelanders. I think find this very annoying about Americans. Um, Europeans so, in general find this annoying. Yeah, I guess I, I. So I should say blanket statement Europeans, but I think so. My grandfather, my grandfather is from Cuba. Then my grandmother is from Kentucky, and she's one of those Americans who traces her roots back to like England. Mm. So she feels like she has like English nobility or whatever. 
course. They're dead. They don't really, they don't feel anything anymore. And then on my dad's side, his father's family were, his, his dad was first generation Irish and his, my dad's mom, her parents moved from Italy. But I have never really, like, I've always just, I've never really identified as American, but I know that I'm American, you know? Mm. Like, I don't really, like, I don't, I'm not really somebody who would go to Europe to find my roots or whatever. Or Cuba. Yeah, like in White Lotus. Yeah. Is that what they do at White Lotus? I don't know. Uh, season two, it's, mm. a th- it's a thing. It's a thing. Mm. Shout out White Lotus. If a, a TV show can sponsor us, is that a thing? That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be up for that. Sponsor us. It's HBO. We should find a fluoride company to sponsor you guys. Oh, shit. Who makes fluoride? Is it just big pharma? The deep state. The deep state. (laughs) Yeah. The reptilian bloodline. Do you know about them? Yeah. My aunt believes in that. Like for real? Yeah. We had a deep conversation about it. That's wonderful. That is is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Can somebody explain to me what the... reptilian bloodline is supposed to be responsible for yeah matt wait, do you want to take is this it away? the wait 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 is this the people that the alien the like people that are dressing in human suits yeah, yeah aliens yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, hillary they, clinton they, is a reptile right yeah yeah Man. so my aunt who is aside from her wacky beliefs and her super conservatism a very nice person she believes that trump was sent by god which he was to fight the reptilian people who are um, drinking the blood of babies uh-huh. uh, to stay forever young. I see. This is a genuine belief. She, she, no lie. She really genuinely believes this. And talks about this often and openly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Would she, she talk about, about if I met her for the first time, would she speak to me about this? Probably. Right? It would take her, well, she would talk to you about God and sort of bracket where you are on that whole spectrum. Right. Mm-hmm. She would talk to you about Jesus, actually, and try to bracket you. I mean, Jesus is God, first of all. So, I mean, he's, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't, I don't. Holy Trinity, part of I mean, Guillaume yeah. believes that Jesus was a conspiracy. Yeah, in a way. Because <laughs> well, he's yeah. the only one here who's read the Bible with a critical eye. I mean, He's probably one of the only people in the world who's actually really read the Bible. I mean, I don't know if my aunt, my aunt could probably quote from the Bible, but like, I don't know if she's ever really read the whole thing, but she's read enough to believe in the lizard people. So, okay. That makes me think she probably hasn't read very much. No, <laughs> no I don't think so. Maybe she's read I mean, too much. <laughs> she, maybe. I mean, I think the thing is, is I think she does what a lot of religious people that I've met in the United States do. I, I used to date for a long time a woman whose dad was a, a cop, but he was also an evangelical Presbyterian. And, oh my God, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and, nice, and good so, job. So we would go to church every Sunday, an evangelical Presbyterian church. And to get through it, I would spend my time thinking how I could take the whole place hostage. But the sermons were all about like women's place in the kitchen and, um, you know, no sex and stuff before marriage. And, and he believed that any other religion besides being an evangelical Presbyterian was a cult. So, like, Islam is a cult. Mm-hmm. If you're Hindu, it's a cult. What about which, other sects of Christianity? Uh, he really, they really didn't like the Catholics that were in the church down the block from their church. They're, of course. <laughs> because they didn't like the way that the Catholics drove on Sunday. Oh. So they judged them. And these people didn't drive on Sunday? No, they drove. They just didn't oh. like the way the other people drove because it made oh. them late for their church because church was at the same time. So there was uh, a big church traffic jam. Okay, okay. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good reason to hate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what they did is he would read, he said he read the Bible, but he didn't. Uh, what he would read are these these books that are called devotionals. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what a devotional is? No. No. Can't okay. say I do. Yeah, so a devotional is a book that basically has quotes that are pulled from the Bible, and then every day you read this Bible quote, and then underneath the Bible quote, there's like a little synopsis about what the quote is supposed like to be. Like an mean. explanation, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are very, very, very wild, some of them. And so here's how I learned about devotionals was that we would go on family vacations together, which was fun because it was like water skiing and super like American and stuff. It was really pretty fun, actually. And But then every morning before we could get going with our day, we had to have devotionals. And every day I would pick judge not lest ye shall be judged because I thought, you know, you shouldn't You're judge trying people. to get in their, in their subconscious there. Yes, exactly. But what <laughs> no. I found out, here's what I found out. Are you ready? Mm. I found out that that doesn't work. And the reason that that doesn't work is evangelical Presbyterians, people who believe that they have accepted Christ into their heart, are prepared for judgment. So they are willing, because they're prepared for judgment, they can judge others freely. Mm. It is such a great license to be a dick face. Oh, yeah. That, really that is a life sort of pulls hack. the rug from that entire Yeah, thing. no, right. It's it it just yeah, wow! It really absolves you of having to follow this rule. Yes, yeah, that's brilliant. It's like yeah, yeah I will be judged. Fuck you. That's right. I'm already it's, am judged. When I realized it, I basically just gave up, and I was like, all right, whatever. They even got a loophole around this one. Okay, I can't make any progress here. Can yeah. I just say what everyone's thinking? This chick must have been so hot. Why were you putting up with this? Yeah, she was pretty. <laughs> she was great for a while, and then like yeah, then we were together for a long time. But uh, just like, were you ever swayed? Were you ever tempted to just no, no, give so, yourself over to this whole idea? No, no, no. So once I was a total, total idiot. My my mother lived in Virginia, and I was living in Seattle, Washington. So that's all the way across the country. Okay. And my mom called me one day and said, "Hey, I have this old Ford van. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" And she's like, "You can come and get it, and you can have it." If you, if you come here and get it. And I was like, all right. And then like an idiot, I thought I would be nice. And I invited, I call her my super ex because we were together for so long. A super ex is a good term though. I mean, it's a, it's a significant ex. Yes, it, it is yeah. a significant, but she's the super ex. My, no, and my, 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 triple my, ex. my triple wife, ex. triple <laughs> X. Yeah. My, my current, my, my current wife, uh, my wife does not mind. She gets it. Um, but so we all have exes. I invited yeah, they're who they're part of who, or they're part of what makes us who we are. I think our exes. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and so I invited him to come with me, and I didn't think that he would, and he did. And so wait, who's he, the, sorry? Who's the father? This, my super ex's dad, who was the evangelical. Ah, your super ex father-in-law. My super ex father-in-law. Yeah, we weren't we weren't married or anything, but like yes, basically, and so. We flew to Virginia, and I knew that I was in trouble when we got onto the plane. We were sitting, luckily, across the aisle from each other, and he got his Bible out and started trying to talk to me about God mm. and Jesus being my Savior. It was a long flight, wasn't it? I mean, you know, it's like, a, yeah, it's a, we didn't have any layovers, so it was like a seven-hour flight across oh, the country. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, but you know what I did is I turned my back to him, 
and spent the whole time working on getting the girl's number that was sitting next to me. Oof. What yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I just I just couldn't take Jesus on the plane. <laughs> is that what is that the moment you decided that this was to become a super X? No, it took a little longer than that. But 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 like the it took a long time actually swimming. for me to decide. It was decide. swimming hard. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying. We liked each other a lot. It was pretty fun for a long time, but then all of a sudden it wasn't fun anymore. Um but anyway, we go across country, then we get to Virginia a town, town called Winchester in Virginia and spend a couple days there. And while we're there, he goes to the local church, Evangelical Presbyterian Church. He invites me and I'm like, no. <laughs> and so we then drive across country and America is big. So I've heard, yeah. And he is a person who like, he wanted to have three square meals a day. In America, you call it a square meal, three square meals mm -hmm. a day. And so that meant we had to stop for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every time we stopped for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we had to pray. Mm. We stayed in the same hotel room, so every night before bed, he would pray. Um, the whole time he was trying to, like, if I was driving, he was reading to me Bible verses. And this guy was tenacious. He was not going to give up. No, he was tenacious. He definitely was. He wanted he wanted me to be saved so that I wouldn't go to hell. Was he like this with everyone or was it because Yeah, no, he was like this. Well, I mean, he wanted me to get married to his daughter because we were living in sin. So this this was a big I mean, he so just as an aside, he was also like aside from the religion, he was a very good steady um man who taught me a lot about manly things like working on cars or or I don't know, just like practical man shit that I never really picked up because I was, you mm. know, pretty goofy when I was young. And so there was a there was a very good hearted part of him, but the price that you had to pay is that he witnessed to you about uh the greatness of Jesus the whole time. It was a lot. It was a lot. We were somewhere in like Ohio and he the other thing that he did is he always packed heat. Of course. Wherever he went he always had his gun. Ah he was packing. Yeah. Yes. So we were driving in Ohio somewhere, and he was talking to me about Jesus and God, and we were like, we were arguing and fighting about it, and this is when I found out that he thought that religions were cults, and he was like, Native Americans go to heaven because Native Americans who weren't witnessed to by Christians go to heaven because they're ignorant. So God mm -hmm. takes pity on the ignorant. God, I hope so. But if you have been witnessed to once and you don't change your mind, you're going to go to hell. And so we had a big fight about about heaven being white class middle class white middle class american men yeah and then while we were arguing about that i was like he's he was driving and i was like he's older and slow i could probably reach under the seat and shoot him and take control <laughs> of the car before anything bad happened and that was the that was probably the deepest part of the the depth of my despair on that trip good lord uh, what a trip I'm surprised. Good you Lord. Didn't, so there's a. This man seems like a man for loopholes. When the with mm -hmm. the judging that you were talking mm -hmm. about before, mm -hmm. I'm surprised you didn't catch the loophole that he presented to you so perfectly. If everyone who hasn't been presented with this goes to heaven, mm -hmm. surely the optimal way to proceed is to bury this knowledge entirely, so that so all that everybody goes generations to ah. will be ignorant of it and mm -hmm. thereby go to heaven. Yeah, this is actually brilliant. But this is That's not the, what the optimal, Bible says. Like, no, this from is his, not what the Bible assuming says. that the goal is to have everybody go to heaven. I guess that's not because you goal. don't want it, want it filled with engines. 
Yeah, I assume this dude does not want uh, Muslims in heaven. No. What does the Bible say? No, it's just like it. What happens repeatedly in the Old Testament, at least, when they forget, God gets mad. Mm. So the ignorant yeah. are as bad as the ones that. So this is just a interpretation of his like his interpretation, and mm. it's not really what the Bible says. I mean, a lot of these uh, American offshoots seem to be quite wild personal interpretations of these sorts of things yes or no i think so i think you guys have the world record in the sort of in that regard yeah taking taking the scripture and really running with it yeah you know i I mean i think last i think the thing is is it's like guillon said it's the it's a i believe that in this case anyway it's a a a pretty large conspiracy (laughs) now maybe not conspiracy is not right word but it's a pretty large control mechanism of the establishment in America. Mm. Um, and then you do get these offshoots that are even crazier and weirder. But like, if you look at somebody like um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she is an evangelical Christian. So my super ex's dad, who's a pretty, besides the religion, a pretty reasonable guy. He, again, he's a person who believes that Trump was sent by God. And Trump, I mean, is like the antithesis of the person that this guy is, right? Yeah. Like he's a polite, kind gentleman. You know, and he cannot see that. I don't understand how he cannot see how terrible th- these people. All are. of this is. You know, <laughs> yeah, I have all to of be it perfectly, is. I have to be perfectly honest. When it was so, that was what six years ago now. Mm-hmm. I Seven remember I was actually oh, yeah. visiting Denmark at that point when the when the election was occurring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and me being from Iceland and visiting Denmark or something. I mean, obviously the election in the United States had nothing to do with me. But I still bought into the Trump thing. I'm actually being honest here. Oh, damn. I did buy into the Trump thing for the same reason that I think a lot of people bought into it was that it was a wrench in the works Mm -hmm. of Mm. subverting the current establishment and starting sort of fresh and, you know, let's just go with some bullshit and randomness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. And then it turned out to be so much worse than I thought. So Mm -hmm. I did sympathize with the, the burn it down nature of it all. Yeah, I, so I think was, that's what swayed me. I thought that the people who thought that was funny, I I thought I could get it. I could get it. I think it was sort of a. I think he's America hilarious. gets what it deserves. I don't think he's hilarious in the least. He's the least hilarious man on the planet. So much of this, at least some of this right wing thing, is originated from trolling, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Humor. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, if you can zoom out of the world. Fully, so that the world uh, is just a little like sphere that you hold in your hand, and you can observe it, and it doesn't affect you in any way, right? You're just an outsider looking in. Mm-hmm. Then I think Donald Trump is peak entertainment. I mean, definitely, he is correct when he talks about news. He makes news ratings. Uh, absolutely, he's just he's just an entertainment machine, mm-hmm. and I can understand the whole like uh, burn it down nature. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with any of his policies. No, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to agree with any of them. But mm-hmm. I do have a soft spot for, as has been pointed out on this podcast, for just complete, like, just craziness, like riots and insane shit, just to fuck with it all. But can we give him credit for what was it called? Project Lightspeed? No, Warp Speed. Project no, for Warp the, uh, Speed for the the vaccine. A vaccine development. Of course, we can't. He doesn't deserve any credit. Can we give him credit for greenlighting this whole thing? I would I would argue that I would argue from the 
standpoint that my wife has that that the money made that he promised for that actually went to vaccine development and is this not the case no it it, it, it is I, the case right? it, it is, is the, the case. case yes it is the case yeah. and I, I i i don't think it wouldn't have happened i think it would have happened anyway if who regardless of who the president was sure um, but i think if i think there's there's two there's two things that i give trump credit for one going ahead and green lighting billions of dollars or how much ever the thing is he did all that stuff and then like two weeks later he was like covid's not real yeah it's the china virus yeah. And so, yeah, so like I mean, he, you could say that he did put his money where his mouth was. I mean, he did where his mouth was, where mm-hmm. his mouth then was. His mouth subsequently changed positions. Yeah, but yeah, he exactly. made the right decision in that moment. Mm-hmm. But then he sort of, I guess he made an attempt to subvert that, but failed in his, uh, he couldn't take it back. I, I think what he realized was that what, or his handlers or whoever realized was that he was um, offending the base. And, yeah. and that evangelical base is extremely powerful in America, more powerful than I had thought. It's robust. Yes, robust base. Mm. Um, that, so that's one thing I give him credit for. The other thing is uh, prison reform. Um, he actually, he and Kim Kardashian, um, <laughs> which is shocking, a shocking thing to say, but the both of them, well, Kim Kardashian came to him with the idea of, of some pretty significant prison reform. And he- What? Yeah, he so this like, is the this is like, the whole undercurrent of the Kanye drama, right? Was that there was this talk that Kanye was uh, getting into bed with Donald Trump because of this prison reform thing? Can you can you elaborate I on this? What was the prison reform thing? So yeah, so I'm I'm I don't know enough to tell you that they were doing beyond the idea that they were doing sentencing reform because. So more lenient sentencing. Well, Kim Kardashian was saying that that African Americans were being sentenced at a harsher in a harsher way than any other Americans were being sentenced, yeah. which is a, a, just, just true. factual. It's true. It's factual. Yeah. And so what they did was what she did was talk to Trump about figuring out a way to make that not be like that. And so there was actually some significant legislation that was passed. Once again, that he would probably deny that he did now, because he's also a person who, do you guys know about the Central Park Five? Have you heard of those guys? No. So no. the Central Park yeah. Five were some were yeah. five young teenage boys who got arrested and put in jail for, and then uh, tried for the murder of a white woman in New York. Oh, and, I've heard about this. Yeah, and they were, they it was basically a railroaded case and then they found out they that, that it was all a big lie and they were exonerated but Trump still said that they were guilty i mean it was part of his platform yeah, yeah. with harsher sentencing for you know criminals and black people basically yeah. yeah and so it it's interesting because because there's i think what he saw with kardashian was an opportunity to appeal to a different sort of base and maybe that's where the Kanye getting into bed with or Kanye trying to get in bed with Trump was, but I mean, he had a, a moment where he was really trying for that base, like when he uh, was freeing ASAP Rocky in Sweden and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was really mm-hmm. like going hard for the black vote for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is how he should have appealed to it is through religion, because a lot of African American folks struggle with the LGBTQ community, community, like evangelical Presbyterians do, like like the base, like that sort of meat and potatoes American base that Trump likes. 
he could pick up a lot of that base too, I think. Would you say that you would work as his campaign advisor if he asked you to? No. no. <laughs> no I mean, well, maybe if the money was right. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I have morals probably to right. a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> but if you pay yeah. me enough, I don't have any. Yeah, no, I don't have. Yeah, no. What, if there's what enough is money. your soul? What's my soul worth? Yes. What's the value of my soul? Yeah. I would probably go to work for him for $10 million and not having to poop. <laughs> yeah. You'd skip the pooping. I'd skip the pooping. Yeah. Especially in Iceland because it's so much harder. Yeah. I mean, still doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. Not in the slightest does it make sense. Is it something to do with the temperature of the water? <laughs> that my I mean, poop you're not is falling into? in the water. Yeah. No, no, I'm trying not to, but... It might be better. But in the States, it's very hard to not because you're, you have like Poseidon's a kiss? literal fucking ocean in the toilets there. Not according to Trump. Why? Um, well, because it's hard to flush. You have to flush 10, 15 times in America. Where? Remember? In the States? Yeah, in the States. That's what Trump said. Did he? Oh, did he? Yeah, because he was trying to flush documents down the toilet. What hasn't this man explained to us? Yeah, right. Um, so, but no, I don't understand it really, except for that when I go to the States, I poop fine. When I come to Iceland, it's not the same. But it can, must you, be can you explain to me what the difference is? Mm. Like functionally, like yeah, does what, it feel? Why is it more difficult? I mean, there must be some uh, aspects it's of it. it happens less here on a less frequent basis. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of how much water I eat or what kind of foods I eat or whatever. It, but Are then, you sure it's regardless of the foods? Like, aren't you just eating worse in one place than the other? Mm, I mean, your diet not, must not change. really. I mean, I mean it's a I, lot of hot it changed. Dogs. It changed. Yeah, I eat lots of pilsner here. Um, not in America, though. I don't. I mean, my diet's not that different. I don't think. Um, I don't understand it. I I thought that it was that when I first started visiting here. So I've been with my current partner for. Just call her your wife. Years. Why are you making it wife, so time sensitive? I don't know. It feels so my weird. My current partner. My current <laughs> So partner. I don't get confused with the super ex. Right. The super ex. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with my wife for, for like 10, 12 years now. And we would come to Iceland in the summers for like a month. And it was hard for me to poop. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just a time change. Are you sure this isn't <laughs> just surveillance bias? I mean, I'm presuming that you travel back and forth a lot. I mean, I ha I did. I don't. I don't now because I try to stay. I try to avoid going. Okay, to so America. how are your poops now? There. I mean, every once how in a while. What was your last bowel movement? Uh, yesterday. Okay. Was it, yesterday? it was pretty. It was pretty good. It was pretty. It was actually surprisingly good. Okay. Like I was sort of shocked, actually. Yeah, that's why it's in my mind. Because, I think. I mean, I get constipated every time I go on a flight. Every time I fly, I get constipated. Are you sure you're just confusing? Aren't you just no, no? Because now I live here and I'm not on a plane or whatever regularly, and so it's hard to poop. I don't know. It's just not the same. You don't remember all the good bowel movements you had. You remember the bad ones. It's like wig theory. (laughs) It's surveillance bias. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Because like, like in America, I go there and I poop. Like it's just like easy. Just a poop just happens. Here, I like have to think about it. It's probably psychosomatic. Fred, it's got to be maybe. psychological. Yeah, you think absolutely. so? It's psychological for sure. I don't know. Like I don't I'm in know a strange either. world. People don't speak my language, and I'm constipated. <laughs> yeah, because pooping is all about feeling comfortable, right? But I don't really like, feel like I'm constipated. I just don't. It's harder to poop here. Yeah, but you still haven't explained how it's harder. <laughs> like, does your sphincter feel tighter? Yeah, is oh, it oh, tighter? Oh, is, is it harder? Is it no? It's less splash. splash. No, it's less product. Ah, is it? Yeah, less product. Yeah. More days or day 
I mean, he said he hasn't pooped since yesterday. That doesn't make any sense. How can you have fewer fewer occasions and less product? So it's currently 10, 15 in Iceland, PM, and he hasn't pooped since yesterday. Yeah. The same goes for me. I don't think I pooped today. I mean, you're crazy. In the states, I poop. Yeah, I would poop. I don't know why we're talking. I don't know how this happened. But in the states, but it's it just happened. because it's such an outrageous claim. Yeah, it is, it is crazy. <laughs> it is the craziest thing you've said because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it's happening. It's the fluoride. It has to be the fluoride. It's, it's got to be the fluoride. fluoride. I think it must be the fluoride because I get yeah. to the states and my teeth immediately feel more robust, but and my poops <laughs> do as well. Hey, interesting. Here, I feel. My teeth feel flaky and weak, and my poop is harder. Oh. No, that's not true. It's got to be the fluoride. Yeah, it's got to be the fluoride. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a function of your teeth being flaky and weak. <laughs> that I can't poop? <laughs> yeah, I've heard this Yeah, you're actually. eating different kinds of foods. I've heard yeah, that maybe. tooth solidness correlates directly. To poop. With poopability. <laughs> with, with poop poop aptitude. Yeah. Pooptitude. Pooptitude, absolutely. Yeah, pooptitude. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's a good word. Good lord. <clears throat> yeah. Fair enough. What about uh, Guillaume's bowel movements? How do you feel about them? I mean, actually, I, it's something that I we don't really, like, I don't think very many assistants really have to deal too much with because it's pretty, there's like, there is some independence there, I guess, is the best way to yeah. put that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Like physical independence there. Yeah. So, like, I don't... Spiritual I mean, independence. As opposed to spiritual independence? <laughs> yeah, there's some... Yeah, no. There's no spiritual independence. He needs uh, emotional support, but he can but he can do it. Take care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's not really... I think pooping is fine for Gudion because he's from here. But if he was not yeah. from here, pooping would be harder. It's the same as with uh, Christianity. He's been... He hasn't been exposed to pooping in the states right so he still goes to poop heaven i mean i have have you pooped in the states Guillaume? yes was it better was it harder or easier i don't remember <laughs> I, I just don't i mean i think my issue is that i don't think harder is a sufficiently elaborate a... way to describe it yeah it doesn't <laughs> it's just harder i mean that can mean so many it's just different harder things. to poop is it, it just does it's not the same harder yeah a little bit maybe a little yeah it's different it's a different consistency mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yep, he's dancing around this whole thing. No, I mean, there's no dance. I mean, literally just it's just I don't really. It's confusing. It's confusing to me. I don't really understand it. Less fiber. No, no, because I Icelandic people don't eat fiber. I I fiber is a myth. I've actually tried. I've tried, you guys. I've tried. I've tried to add things to make it. You know, like psyllium husk. Maybe it's sun. So I googled sunlight and pooping, and someone here says spending time in the sun might make your gut healthier. Maybe it's the oh, maybe the fact that Lack Iceland is a, a post-apocalyptic hellscape in the winter time, with no sunshine. Iceland kind of does suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's the it worst. It kind of does well. suck. But I think the the key <laughs> is when it comes to living in Iceland is that to go to Tenerife, to it, you start to like the weather. No, you don't. Yeah. Of course, you don't. I. The winter's there, so global warming is a thing, mm-hmm. let's say that. Yeah. Uh, and it has affected Iceland significantly in that in the it winters... It's made it more bearable, yeah. No, it's made it less bearable, what? brother. It's global warming. Have you been in Iceland in the winter lately? It's stormy well, all the there. fucking time. Have, have, have you, I mean, I've heard my parents describe winters in the 70s. They say it's like so much worse than now. Worse in terms of storms and shit. It's like stormy every single day now. Yeah, but it's not as cold. 
and they deliver way more snow. Now, but I mean, I've heard that Iceland is supposed to be some sort of tropical paradise when global warming really hits. I mean, you should be no buying up real estate in Iceland. I've heard the opposite because it's going to fuck with the Gulf Stream, yeah. and the Gulf Stream is the only thing keeping that place ah, alive. Supposedly, that is a complete myth. That can't be a myth. No, I think I, I, this <laughs> is something I have read. Is that the, this whole idea of the Gulf Stream being responsible for the temperate bullshit climate? Everybody knows that the climate in Iceland is not temperate. It is temperate. Have you? I lived in Finland. It's temperamental. I lived in Finland, which is significantly more south than Iceland, and the winters were so cold you I mean, can't you imagine. Them, you get them Siberia winds, but the Gulf Stream supposedly has nothing to do with the climate. Doubt. Doubt. You should look that up because the Gulf Stream is a myth. Holy shit, you're so wrong. You have to be so wrong. I mean, I might, I might be. <laughs> Guillaume, can you, uh, can you tell him he's wrong? He has to be wrong. I have no... I, I Has nobody here read this, that I the Gulf Stream is just total bullshit? No, I have not heard that. It's the salinity of the ocean of blah. It doesn't affect the Icelandic climate in any way. It's a, it's a, it's a very long-standing and well-propagated myth. Okay, so here is something from Columbia University. The Gulf Stream myth. Those guys are full of shit. Oh. The climatological equivalent of an urban legend. Oh. Yeah, bro. Three new climate studies indicate that our long-held belief about the Gulf Stream's role in tempering Europe's winters may not be correct. This oh. is from 2013. Oh. Yeah, the, the greatest year science has ever, <laughs> ever went, been through. Holy shit. You just blew my mind grapes wide open. Yep. So the Gulf Stream is not a factor here. And Iceland is going to be a tropical paradise. It's going to be the new Los Angeles, the new Hamptons. But so keep your real estate. But it doesn't have fluoride. It doesn't have fluoride in the water, but that can be lobbied for. Yeah, and I guess you could drink your own fluoride bottled water. But then you'd have to import it. How much does fluoride cost? It's cheap. Dirt cheap. Where, what is fluoride? It's an element. An element. Yeah, but yeah, but where do you get it? A toothpaste. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here I have the cost of fluorine, the element, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. per 100 grams in US dollars. Yeah. How much do you guys think 100 grams of fluorine costs? What is the I mean, consistency like, of fluorine at room gas. temperature? It's a gas. Yeah. Oh, fluorine is a gas. Yeah, dude. I just thought it was something they like. I thought it was like chlorine that you dump into your pool to clean up your pool. Wait, is chlorine a gas? No, chlorine is a solid. Chlorine is a gas. Chlorine is an element? It is an element. Yeah. It is also a gas. Yes. So when you put stuff, so a lot of the time these things are, 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 uh, added to something? Are ions or salts. Yeah, you have uh -huh. to, I mean, you can dissolve a gas in liquid. You can do that. Right. But when it's fluoride, mm -hmm. it's because it's a fluoride ion. So it's part of a different, uh, mm. sort of complex. A different molecule, so it's not just pure fluorine. So, what's the price of you 100 that, grams of fluorine? Yeah, it's like so what, a, I'm asking a penny. you guys, what's the price? A, a, penny. a penny. All right, Oli? I don't know. It, it's it's less than 10 cents, less but it's 10 a cents. gas, though. It's a gas, but I mean, if it has to be kept in a con like in a pressurized a container, pressurized container, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but so America, is huge. America is huge, America is huge, and they use, they use huge. fluoride in everywhere, so it can't be expensive. How, how much is it? All right, Guillaume, you have to guess. I said $2. I don't know. $2. It's $190 per 100 grams. Oh, what? I was closest. <laughs> yeah, you were closest. Were closest yeah. So there isn't much fluorine <laughs> in the water, but there is enough of it. Interesting. Yeah. So now you know.
If I Google how much does fluoride cost, mm-hmm. then I just get a bunch of dental shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, toothpaste commercial and stuff. Oh, speaking of dental shit, have you guys ever seen the the Icelandic? Have, do you ever, when you watch YouTube in Iceland, there's Icelandic commercials. Mm-hmm. We have both live ever, in Denmark. Well, do you but watch we've it? Spent do you a significant get, amount of time in Iceland? Okay, so watch YouTube in Iceland the next time you come, and there's actually a woman who does advertisements for Colgate toothpaste, and she's a mm-hmm. Tenlikner. Okay. And her name, I can't remember her name, but she's so cute. I have kind of a crush on her. <clears throat> okay. Just decide nothing. Yeah, good story, bro. Should we reach out to her? Yeah, we could. She'll us. sponsor us for sure. Yeah. She'll sponsor us and uh, maybe, you know, be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. talk about fluoride. Fluoride, yeah. yeah. And the benefits thereof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, she's going to talk about the benefits. She talks about She talks about how often you should change out your toothbrush. How often is that? More often than you think you should change, than you do, probably. I don't know. I don't understand it because it's an Icelandic. I just think she's cute. So by that logic, no matter how often I change out my toothbrush, I should do it more often. Wasn't she just in Colgate advertisement? Yeah, but she's... Colgate sell toothbrushes? Yeah, and toothpaste. And toothpaste? Yeah, but she's a dentist here. And mouthwash. Mm -hmm. But she's sponsored by Colgate or something. Ah. Yeah, I'll see if I can find the commercial and send it to you guys. That's the reason she gets... Paid. Paid. Yeah. Is she one of the nine out of ten doctors? <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like she definitely is. Almost surely. Almost surely. 90% <laughs> chance. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a good estimate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, uh, have we mentioned that your name is Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have. Okay, so cut this. <laughs> why why because i didn't remember you didn't remember that his name is matt or? no i remember that his name is matt i didn't remember if we mentioned it or not on mm-hmm. on air oh, but now we mentioned it. i'm not cutting this by the way cool thanks we mentioned it <laughs> yeah again. thank you <laughs> his name is matt he looks like a rock star hmm? he looks like a british like rock star bassist of radiohead radiohead mm-hmm. yeah well he doesn't look like a i would you don't look like uh no you could play bass on a ed sheeran concert like yeah. you could be part of the live band, for like sure. an, yeah. yeah. But the anonymous bass player that nobody knows their name yeah. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you're just some dude who was commissioned. Yeah. Yes. Can you name five bass players? Aren't all bass players anonymous? Name me five bass players. Uh, the most famous bass player that there is is a guy named Les Claypool. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, let's see. From Primus. Um, yep. We Primus, did the South yep. Park yep. intro. Oh. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who How else you know is a bassist? Les Claypool's a, a god. <laughs> yeah, he is like a bass god. What about that he, guy on YouTube who plays bass? I don't know his name, though. There must be many. 100 million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's Flea, dude. You have to. Oh, Flea. Yeah, I, thought Flea. He, I thought Flea was a guitarist. Flea's a bassist, bro. Yeah, Flea's a bassist. I was going to say Flea, but then I was like, he's a guitarist. I would say Flea's the most famous bassist. He also has a dope name. Yeah. Flea? Flea? I mean, it awesome. couldn't get much better. No. no. Let's see. Have you ever seen him act? No, I want to, though. It's pretty bad. He's been in, like, B-movies cool. B and stuff where he acts. The yeah. B-movie? Seinfeld's B-movie? Yeah, that one. Recite the entire <laughs> B-movie script yeah. right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince my girlfriend, speaking of scripts, I'm trying to convince her that we should get a huge poster... It's all black with a white script on it. That is the entire Paul Blart Mall Cop script. Mm. 
Yeah, okay. Your obsession and with this movie makes zero <laughs> sense. Should, like, can somebody explain it. to me why the B movie script is such a like such a such a meme? There is. I don't think there's a reason, right? There was just all these YouTube videos and stuff. It's just a, it's just a thing. It snowballed just for no reason. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Okay, name me more bassists. Uh, let's see. There's Edge from no, he's YouTube. A Oh, he is. What's uh, the other guy? Larry something. Then is the other guy, right? Uh, he's the, the guy, he's the drummer. Oh, we can just Google this. Can't remember the basis. Yeah, googling is not allowed. Oh, oh well, I, I, too late. You just did it. Heard of any of those people? You haven't. You haven't heard of Les Claypool? I don't know any basis. Mm. You don't know any basis. You're a bassist. <laughs> My friend actually had a uh, a good thing. So uh, he had two ways to cure the hiccups. One of them was to offer you, I lived in the UK at the time, he would offer you a pound if you hiccuped again. And without fail, you just would not hiccup again. It just, for some reason it worked. He'd be like, I'll give you a pound if you hiccup again. And you just wouldn't. It immediately solved your hiccup problem. The other one was uh, he asked you to name five bald men. And by the time you've named five bald men, you don't have the hiccups anymore. Steve Harvey. Yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. Jean Luc Picard, yeah, mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart, better known as Patrick Stewart. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that's two people. One. I think you can count them yeah. as two people. Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, absolutely not. You have three now. Bruce Willis, the guy in Fast and the Furious. You have, you have to know the name. <laughs> the Rock. Vin, yeah. Vin Diesel. Oh, and, and the Vin Rock. Diesel. Vin Diesel. There you yeah. go. That's five mm-hmm. bald men. I don't have hiccups anymore. This is amazing. I know. <laughs> Another thing is, I've had this debate with my girlfriend about what constitutes as bald, and I would like your guys' input on this. So. When a man has hair uh, sort of around his head, you know, like uh, not on the top of his head at all, but like just, you know, like the, the principle, you like know, Larry when David. Like, yeah, like Larry yeah. David, you know, it like goes around the sides. Mm-hmm. Is he a bald man? Yeah. He's baldish. Balding. He's, he's balding, right? He's not bald. No, I think he's bald. You think he's bald? Well, yeah, balding would bald. be, he is balding, but if he still will never lose the sides, would you call it balding? Yeah, I think I would call somebody. Yeah, because you don't know that unless you like know them well. You don't know the state of their yeah. hair falling. Balding out. must mean that it's progressive. Uh huh. Yeah. So you so would say that if someone has lush, thick, luscious hair, but just around, around the, sides, the sides, I'd still and say they're fully were, shiny on top. You say they're bald. I'd say bald. Yeah, because how would you describe that haircut besides you describing the that haircut just like you just did? The reverse mullet. No, that's a it's mullet. Almost. It's is almost a, a monk, but not quite. The it's monk. The, it's like the advanced monk. The monk is know, just like the, the top of the head is bald, you know? Do you know the hot or not thing? Like The website hot the, or not? Yeah, yeah. So of course. there's a guy here who calls himself Detifos, and he decided that he was going to go on hot or not, and so, uh, but he was going to sh- go through more and more extensive shaving the top of his head like that but leaving the sides Mm -hmm. so he started with just a bald spot Mm -hmm. and then slowly but surely came all the way to like a monk and then grew the monk out really long Mm -hmm. and then each step of the way that he went he put himself on hot or not to see what kind of you know feedback Mm -hmm. he would get yeah yeah and i thought it was brave uh (laughs) some people found him hot some people found him not not yes i think more people found him not but i think some I think the surprise was that some were was the idea that some people found him thought hot. he was hot. Yeah. So there is this thing. So th- one of my favorite pieces of of nonfiction, I guess, is this book called 
da dataclism, I guess, makes more sense as the pun, right? Rather than dataclism. Right? People get Pl so offended on. when I talk about that book. Really? It's a beautiful. Yeah. It's so a good it's, book. It's the dude who uh, who founded OkCupid, okay oh. you know, the dating website, mm -hmm. and he just did a bunch of data analysis on there, just analyzing what people do and who they talk to and and who they match with, et cetera, et cetera, and what people find attractive and this sort of shit. And what he saw was that uh, he had some attractiveness rating where people like would rate each other out of ten mm. in terms of attractiveness, and he found that if someone was like rated incredibly highly, like a nine or a ten they were uh, approached and got less attention from people than if they were rated slightly less. And he saw that there was like a marked difference where if someone was like pretty attractive, but had like a, a weird trait, you know, like a, a small ear, you know, like they're super hot, but they have like real fucked up teeth, <laughs> you know, yeah. some shit like this, then they would get more attention. So that like people seem to prefer if someone is super hot with a flaw, a defect. Like, with a D, yeah, with like a, a nice pinch of ugly, mm -hmm. but tastefully ugly. Yeah. So maybe that's what this guy was harnessing. He was, he was being hot, but he was. I mean, he did it. He did it with such amazing confidence. That's the thing for me. I would, I would really struggle with that because mm. I'm vain and shallow. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, the whole thing you were talking about earlier is this. The last, the last word I would use to describe you is, is vain and or shallow. Oh, but he's both. Yeah, I'm both. But he is. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Shallow, but vast, like a dry lake bed. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. that, that was a pickup line for my wife, and it worked. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn, kids. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. You know, that book really did sort of, I mean, there were a couple of funny things in that book. It was like um, when he had that, uh, he had a graph of what age, given uh -huh. the age that you are, what age do you find most attractive? Yeah, beautiful graph. It was beautiful. It was, and for women, if they were twenty, they they tended to like someone who was about twenty-two. It was like two or three years older in yeah. general. Women tend to like men that are at least two, uh, about two or three years older. Hmm. And men across all age group, it was like the hottest age is twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> now for for women, actually, it it flipped at some point. So they preferred them slightly older, and then when they hit about forty. They prefer them 40. Yeah, slightly younger. And yeah, then yeah. they start preferring them like a year or two younger. But it tracks their their age yeah. consistently. Whereas for men, yeah, it was just like, they're hottest at 23. That's it. <laughs> for all age groups, 23, optimal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't escape it. I'm sorry. It really feels like a personal attack. Yeah. I feel personally offended. But I don't know. I guess you could say that the data set is flawed. Because OkCupid was before before Tinder. It was when online dating was still weird. Mm. Yeah. So you didn't have a representative sample. You had the people who were desperate enough to go on OkCupid. Yeah. So I guess uh, there's hope for us. There's hope. Well, I'm married. I'm fine. You are fine. But, uh, fifty percent of us are married. Yes. Speaking of which. Yes. Matt. Yes. I don't know if you knew. You probably don't. But we have a tradition mm -hmm. in this podcast. Uh, that every week we present a skill of the week. Yeah, Gullion, Gullion has mentioned your... No, you know it because you listen to the podcast. Oh, I mean, I know it because I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Of course. He mentioned it on the podcast. That's how I know about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So Gullion no, like, famously has almost never presented a skill. Oh, He's so once, skilled, right? Did he present a I skill once, recently? I have done once. He did it once, and then I think last week he said he was going to, and then he ended up not. 
But I think it makes sense for Matt to present the skill of the week on behalf of Guillon, since Matt yes. really is the skill implementer yeah. in Guillon's life. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, oh, uh, well. So the first day I ever worked with Guillon, I learned how to make what was that icing stuff? Fro- it was like oh. sugar frosting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like with powdered sugar and, and water. Water. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and that was a deep skill for me in the kitchen. I can do it now. I can't really actually. I would never do it. So what, what's the approximate method? You have some water and yeah. some powdered sugar. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Some icing sugar, right? Yeah, like like I don't know. It's just powdered, powdered sugar. sugar, right? It's like, like the sugar fine. that's like in the form of cocaine. Like, yeah. yeah, cocaine sugar. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe some lemon zest. You had it if in you there? want it lemony. Yeah. Yeah, and then you make uh, or like a. Tablespoon of milk and put into it. Wow, good. And you're really uh, stepping on his toes here. No, no, no. This is how it works. <laughs> He's got to tell me how to do this because I just don't. I don't know. Cooking is al- is like some sort of weird alchemy. And it never, for me, the payoff is never because you have to clean and do dishes and shit. It's just, a, it's just, it's always, what is that called when you build up expectations and then they let you down? It's mm. like a anticlimactic cooking for me. Disappointment. It's so like you yeah. really should have, you really should have leaned into the super ex of yours because it seems like what they were peddling was the, the <laughs> trad wife who would have done all the dishes for you. Nah, she wasn't. Isn't that what they're no, no, she was. She was. She was <laughs> nah, she was pretty. She was a brutalist. We there was no. There was there was equal division in a in not a harsh fashion, but like you just that she would not put in up a with fair in a harsh but fair way. Yeah, in a harsh but fair way. No, she would just be like, "You fucking do the dishes." I'm like, okay, I'll do the dishes. So your skill is your skill is icing sugar, yeah, water, maybe lemon zest. You're not sure. It's not. I mean, and that's, according that's to Gudion, some milk. That's Gudion's skill. Oh. Yeah, because I'm just the implementer. See, but you and you what you mix these? Yeah, you stir it up until it's the consistency of like. Um, of a paste, Dunkin' Donut glaze, specifically Dunkin' Donut. Well, yeah, it's no, there's drier than your standard glaze. There, it's Krispy Kreme actually glaze is what it's yeah. like. Okay. okay, I think Gudion was calling it American glaze. Yeah, because mm. like ah. Americans would just eat that with a spoon, of course. Mm-hmm. And then luckily they have fluoride in their water, so their teeth don't rot. Yeah. Please, fluoride. Shouldn't we be adding fluoride to icing? Isn't that the perfect antidote? <laughs> that is an excellent idea. Some fluoride Cold candy. Cold icing. Mm-hmm. It does not make perfect sense. Like, yeah. the candy is doing the damage. The fluoride Shove some fluoride in yeah. there. Yeah, eat as much as you want. <laughs> I wonder if that, it's unhealthiness. I wonder if that hot dentist would like that. We'll reach out to her and uh, yeah, we should. tell you what you think. Great skill, great skill. I'm sure our listeners icing will. Icing sugar, yeah. mix water and a tablespoon of milk until you get the and maybe relevant, lemon zest and may, perhaps <laughs> lemon zest, depending on if you're making this for Guillain or not. Yeah, and yeah. then mix until Krispy Kreme glaze. Consistency. Yeah, Krispy Kreme glaze consistency, and then put this on whatever you want, and then put this on yeah, various whatever. Things. What yeah. did I put it on? Uh, I think we put it on. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say we put it on some beef, but yeah, you could glaze um, some ham with this. Glaze. No, yeah. he put it on a. He put it on a like a. I think it was a lemon cake. Oh, nice! I that explains the yeah. lemon zest, actually. And then a skill that I have, a skill that I have developed though, to, with that is that when it's time to deliver those things, Gudion never wants to take a plate, one of his plates, because he's afraid he'll never get it back. 
So we, the skill that I have grown over the time of working with Gullion and having him want to deliver the cakes that he makes and stuff, because Gullion is quite the creative baker. So I cut out cardboard circles, you know, thick cardboard circles. And the skill yeah. that I have, the skill that I've developed now over the past couple of years is wrapping those up really nicely and cleanly with tinfoil, aluminum foil, mm. aluminum. Ah. And then setting whatever Gullion has baked and made onto that so that we can deliver it and just leave it there and we don't have to worry about collecting a plate. That's actually smart. That is a skill. Because mm -hmm. I just recently returned a plate that was brought here to carry a cake and that plate fucking stayed here for mm -hmm. probably half a year. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I didn't want it, and they mm -hmm. probably wanted it back. Mm -hmm. But yeah. th like that's never gonna like, happen. When's that <laughs> yeah. fucking cake plate coming back to our house? Goddamn Ragnar. Yeah, and like plenty of times we brought it out, set it on the table, and we're like, we're taking we're, it back. We're going to their house later. We're taking it back. Did we take it back? No. No. Not no. once. <laughs> Not <laughs> once. <laughs> So this is a pretty so that good is skill. actually a wonderful skill, and mm -hmm. the foil probably adds like a slight it's classy quad to it all. Yes, yeah. right? it classes it's, it up. Yep, it's yep. like a high end bakery. Yeah, shiny. But because I listened to the podcast so many times, all seven d eight episodes. What'd you say? Uh, I don't know. 60 so sixty something Thousands. episodes. Yeah, it was good. There was yeah, one of my favorite ones. Um, but. <laughs> I was thinking about like a real skill and I don't really know if it's a skill, but I have a side hustle here in Iceland. Oh, nice. Is it crime? Glypaman. I am a glypaman, right? Isn't that how you say <laughs> criminal? Yes, I'm a mm -hmm. glypaman. Glypaman. I'm a glypaman. No, I'm not. It's not criminal. Although I do um, evade taxes with the money that I get from it because that's why it's a side hustle. Of course. But, so I am a... Uh, cycling coach for a club here mm -hmm. and this a volunteer a what you're a volunteer volunteer yeah you don't get paid but i get paid you no i get paid. bro bro our number one listener is the icelandic tax man sweet <laughs> yeah i mean i volunteer <laughs> yeah and they give me nothing exactly. for my volunteer yeah. work they give me yeah. what is that candy bar Pleasure. they pay me in lion, lion bars, bars. They, yeah oh nice yeah yeah and the skill that we worked on in class today was a, so I lead three cycling classes a week and, or outside rides a week. And the skill we worked on was this thing called FT, FTP, which is functional threshold power. And it's a trainable, it's like a trainable metric and a, and a skill, the actual activity is a, a skill that you can build and work on. And so what FTP is, is how hard you can do aerobic exercise, in this case, particularly cycling, what's the hardest you can do an hour of riding or whatever aerobic sport you do. Is it harder than pooping in Iceland? It's easier for me than pooping in Iceland, but Jeez. it's a very hard. So this morning I did this thing called an FTP test where you warm up for, I want, I did a warm up for about 45 minutes and then and that progressively got harder and harder and then I went as hard as I could for 20 minutes mm -hmm. and then the first 10 minutes you do sort of a steady state hard and then every 2 minutes you increase as much as you can and mm -hmm. so 
then what you do is you see what watts you produce over a certain amount of time and then that is a trainable that's a trainable metric so you can like work on making that better yes yeah, so there's like an objective measure of mm -hmm. how fit you are fit you are yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so it's like what professional cyclists use as their metric exactly yeah yeah so to boil it down for like everyday use it's basically to find this is a specific objective metric but if you can take your exercise mm -hmm. and formulate some sort of uh, reproducible mm -hmm. and objective measure of what it is you're doing mm -hmm. such as mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. then you can, it's much easier to build on what you're doing rather than just go by gut feel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sort of. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. And so what I'm doing is the skill is, that, so it actually, you have to practice the actual test yeah. multiple times over time to be able to figure out the best way to do it. And today was, today was probably the best I've done. Just things came together and the people that I'm working with that I'm trying to, that I'm volunteer coaching with, I've we've seen some pretty big, pretty big gains in their in their i love gains. their functional threshold yeah i mean too for their functional threshold power it's pretty fun nice yeah i have found this is actually a good skill because i have found the times when i am doing a lot of exercise or working out that being able to put numbers on it like hard numbers on it really helps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i can see this not only being sort of useful but also quite motivating you know yeah yeah it is definitely motivated. It's a it's a motivator. I mean, it's so motivational. Because then you're just not. It's not just like about. I mean, it is about being fit or whatever. But it's, but it's also about beating your high score. Yeah, it's which exactly. Is always right. it's your level. You're leveling up in in yeah on in real life and on your cycling. Would you say you're gamifying it? Yeah. Well, no. There's definitely. It's all gamified now for sure. Because like uh, the platform that I'm using is actually a cycling game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And are there like leaderboards and stuff? Mm, I mean, there's like probably fifty or sixty thousand people that use this. So if they're they have they do have like race series and stuff like that, but I don't do that. Just, but you're largely competing against yourself. Yeah, or local riders here if we're all outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. age and sex matched, weight matched. Weight well, matched. so like for example, <laughs> there's a, one of the biggest races in the world is here in Iceland. It's called the Rift, the Tour de France. No. Is in Iceland? Yeah. One of the biggest gravel races in the world is here, and it's called the Rift, and it's out in Fosfotler, mm -hmm. and it rolls around the volcano out there, whatever that is. What volcano is that out there? Is it Hekla? Sure. Why Probably. Our listeners There's only two know. of them, Katla and Hekla. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's Hekla, but I don't know. And uh, what's the volcano close to Fosfotler? Come on, you guys. This is terrible. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, we live in Denmark. Yeah. We don't have mountains. And so it's uh, 200 kilometers. Well, actually, they have two different. They have 100 and 200 kilometer length. And last year, I raced the 200 kilometer and like actually decided to race it as hard as I could and didn't do so bad for how old I am. So I was pretty, there was, I was pretty okay, so I have, I have a question about cycling. Mm -hmm. Because for anybody wanting to get into cycling, I guess mm -hmm. the most sort of easy way to understand the level of exertion in any exercise is to compare it to running because running mm -hmm. is difficult yeah and running a certain distance is a certain level of difficult mm -hmm. yeah so what is the cycling equivalent of running a 10k yeah it'd be like riding 40 kilometers 40 kilometers so times yeah. four yeah so yeah. you actually uh, well, that's cycled, not true. nah the that can't be true because then you cycled the marathon a 10k 
Yeah. So yeah. So like those longer rides are are pretty, like like the two hundred kilometer one takes uh, an average an average cyclist maybe between eight and ten hours. Takes the pros. Okay, so that, that is a is, marathon. That is difficult. Yeah. It takes okay. pros. It takes the pros maybe six or seven hours to do it. Okay. So you're going hard. So that's oh, yeah. more than a marathon because uh well. Because uh, the pros take what? But that's four also, hours that's for a marathon. That's also a, uh, that's also gravel. Yeah. So, so I'm taking yeah. street cycling. Pretty, you know, no. I mean, for me, two hundred significant kil- elevation. Two hundred kilometers on the road, hundred and twenty miles. That would probably take me eight hours, maybe, depending upon like terrain and stuff like that. So cycling thirty to forty kilometers would be the same as a ten k. Uh, right. Yeah, maybe maybe it'd be more like a five k if you're fit. It'd be more for, if you're a fit cyclist. It'd be no, more like fitness a, like, doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, oh. if you're fit, a 10k is also going to be easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would be. I feel like I feel like that's probably like if I, I. So here's the thing: is that because I ride so much, running for me is just basically impossible. Like I don't, I can't. It, I sh- would shatter if I ran even even down the block. Yeah, but, running. They're just they're. I think they might be so dif- different that it's hard to compare, right? Because cycling is a singular motion. I mean, it's mm-hmm. wattage times mm-hmm. time. Yeah, but running yeah, is but running, running you're is like, much more. You're hitting the ground. Like you're and, a meat sack flopping about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I hate di- running, but I do it because it's difficult. Yeah, do you love running, good? I love it. <laughs> 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 I've lost our yeah. interest of this. The best joke that Guillaume ever ever committed is how I'm going to phrase this: <laughs> is that we were at work, uh, getting into the elevator. And so the, a girl that we worked with was like, "Oh, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the stairs." And Guyan was like, "What's that like?" And she's like, "What? <laughs> to be able to walk?" <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> oh, what's that like? <laughs> Are you serious? What did she do? She, I think she felt terrible. Did she, she glance? Murdered her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a, the most wonderful experience of my life. <laughs> what's that like? Tell me. Sense of money, tell Why me. did you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I remember it just randomly came to my mind. <laughs> oh, it was funny. It was beautiful. So, uh, you've hit us up with multiple skills. Number one, how to make icing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, that's Gulion's skill. Mm. That's Gulion's skill. skill is how to make icing, and then you how like gamify your workouts. Yeah, there was a, a good, yeah. second skill sandwiched in there, wasn't there? There was like three skills. Oh. Crazy! Oh, the uh, the tinfoil, <laughs> tinfoil yeah, plate. Yeah, tinfoil cake. Tin, that's yeah, a legitimately that's good a legit tip. Skill. And uh, gamify your workouts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Damn, you absolutely blew us out of the water here. We're looking we're gonna at look like assholes with our skills now. We're looking at mice resin. No, resin corn. Resin on corn. Resin. The, resin, resin. What the hell are you talking about? I have a video here in my phone. Is this a Guillaume moment where you're just completely going off the rails? We, we, me and Matt are watching. Yeah, it's a, it's a, some, it's one of those like weird Facebook videos yeah. where they're like a simple life hack, and then somebody poured resin on corn on the cob and is making like a bowl or something out of it. It's very, it's not okay. It's like who would even <laughs> think to do this? <laughs> I don't, I don't see how corn on the cob becomes. A bowl. A bowl. I don't they're know. They're two entirely different shapes. And they did popcorn too. No, it's like a bowl. It like it is. They made it into a bowl. What so they it's corn did off the cob, or is it corn still upon no, the cob? Some of the corn is off the cob that they've popped, 
and pour it into the resin or poured resin over it. But then they have corn cobs that they wrapped and then they like cut lengthwise and then they put the corn cobs, they taped them together in a circle. Oh, okay. I, seems like a very it. roundabout way to make a bowl. Yeah, it's just too... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fully unnecessary. It's Thank soft. you for that, Graham. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. listeners, if you're itching to make a corn cob bowl, just talk to me. then go on Facebook. And get yourself some resin. Get yeah. yourself some resin, hit up Facebook. Talk to me. Corn cob bowl. I'm sure you'll find that video immediately. must be going viral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you could find corn cob bowl, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So do that. Uh, Matt, I would like to thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) If you guys, if if anybody has any tips for how to make pooping easier in Iceland, that would be awesome. I'm sure that dentist does. So we'll hit up that dentist. Yeah. If you're listening, dentiste. Dentiste. Reach out. (laughs) Dentiste. (laughs) Please reach out. Uh, I'm actually a dentiste, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with with Ole. Ole, do you have any parting words? No, thanks, Matt. Yeah, Uh, thank you. This was good. You opened opened my eyes. Yeah. Gwydion, do you have... Yes. I I have a feeling you might have some parting words. When people are lame, they love to blame. That is a good one. Yes. That's actually real good. Matt, do you want to follow that up? Do you have any parting words? I don't. What I'm going to do is probably have regrets when we get off this call, though, about the things that I said. So, yeah, yeah. sort of the spirit yeah. d'escalier, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will also regret what you said. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the nature of the beast. <laughs> yes. You only get one shot, one opportunity. Yep, and, and then it's over. We typically and... fuck it up. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And keep on trucking. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Say bye, Matt. Oh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) If you're feeling low In need of a bro There's one thing Your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling